Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday? At the at the Megaplex. Oh, at the Megaplex. There's you an can event. You see it. There's an event. Oh, the come, come one, come all. Come short, come tall. It's the best movie of the century. And that movie is... There is no best movie of the century. I'm trying to find the name of the movie from the movie. We didn't. Oh, Farmer Brown goes to town. I mean, that's the best movie of the century. But I, that is the best one. <laughs> Man, he really did just go to town, didn't he? Yeah. So he. So I think the story goes like this. It's like um. It's it's uh Emmy award winning and Oscar award winning. Farmer <laughs> Brown goes to town. Um, EGOT award winning. Farmer <laughs> Brown goes to town. Um, and here's the story. It's a little complex, so um, you might have to listen through this a, little, a second time to, to be able to really understand it. So there's this guy. His name's Farmer Brown. Um, do you want me to read the plot synopsis of Farmer Brown Goes to Town? Yeah, why don't you, why don't you do that? It'll be a lot, a lot more efficient. Okay. Uh, Farmer Brown Goes to Town. Uh, November, uh, 2000, Comedy Family. Pete Riley is a 17-year-old who lands a part-time job at a megaplex in his neighborhood. He and his friends are excited when it's announced that the theater will play host to the premiere of a major motion picture with a, ho- with a number of Hollywood celebrities in attendance. However, when the big night comes, Pete has to contend with disappearing staff, malfunctioning equipment, and a broken popcorn machine. <laughs> That's the worst of his troubles. A broken popcorn machine. How is that separate in that list from, uh, like, malfunctioning equipment? Right. Well, you know, it's more of a companion than equipment, the, the, the popcorn machine. Or maybe it's because nothing fucking happens in this piece of shit movie. <laughs> yeah, they really they really had to dig to the bottom of the barrel to find something for that and. They sort of started that list of things that went wrong, and then they said and, and they were like, uh, God, we got to finish this trio of object uh the popcorn machine broke we've all been there where we're listing stuff and we thought we had a lot more so we don't stop and we gotta find an extra one you know yeah and you don't want to go back and like erase to right like when you're one. complimenting someone and you're sort of adding Ooh. stuff on and then you run out before you say and that's the worst that's the worst because then what happens is it looks like you had a compliment and then you 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 decide you punctuate against it, it. You yeah. punctuate the compliment with with uh, the worst compliment that you're going to give this person because it's the one you didn't think of originally. <laughs> yeah, that or you you go and your hair just looks so good and yeah. And uh, shoosh. Shoosh. All right, see ya. Yep. See, going to go away because uh, I, I give this one up real bad. All right. Going to gonna go sit back down. Nice meeting you. See you. Thank you. See you never. Uh Follow me. Okay. I'll. Yep. Okay. It's Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and <laughs> a malfunctioning popcorn machine. <laughs> uh, so we watched all, all the socials. Yeah, we watched Fan of the Megaplex. That's why it was. Did separate. we ever? Yeah. Well, we. Yeah. We. It. It sort of. It less. Less. We watched it, and more. It watched us with the amount of interaction that was sort of happening. Yeah, this movie babysat us while we watched it. Yeah, this is one of the one of this is like really one of the classic 
this is sort of one of those babysitting movies where if you don't want to do your job, you can just throw this one up on the screen. It's not, though, because the kids will be bored. <laughs> yeah, the kids. Yeah, it's so much so. Yeah, it's so much boring that the kids will even the kids will go, oh, nothing's happening in this movie. And I don't enjoy any of it. And everything feels like there makes no sense. And they don't really set anything up in motion at the beginning of the movie. I bet the little kids really relate to the theme of this movie of working too hard. Yeah, that's what was super weird. That's what was super weird is because the the, the sort of movie revolves around this main character. um, Pete. Pete. Yeah, Pete and Pete. Mayor Pete, as I like to call him. Mayor Pete? Yeah. Um, who who works at the at the Megaplex and he works a lot. He's the youngest assistant manager there, uh, which is everybody's the youngest assistant manager. Seventeen. <laughs> you can't really be an He's old tied assistant manager. with every other assistant manager. Yeah. Um, and so so the sort of core of the movie is that he learns not to work as much as he is. Right, because his manager, who he kind of idolizes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be the Phantom, mm-hmm. very obviously. Spoiler, guys. You really wanted to figure but that they, one out. It was a real twist at the end. They red herring us with Mickey Rooney <laughs> as, like, this old guy who lives in the theater, I guess? Yeah, his name's uh, Movie Mark? Movie Mason. Movie Mace, Mason. Movie Mason. God. It, it, he doesn't look like a Mason. I can say that. Mason's like a... He's Lights Camera Jackson all grown up. <laughs> Yeah, because because Mason is like an eleven year old sports kid name. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's a lot of this. There's there's a, I'm trying to figure out what angle to sort of jump onto this movie at. Mm-hmm. There's like a storyline with the mom that happens that has no reason for being there. I would call it a scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's a scene that 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 doesn't need to be there. And is there only so that they can shoehorn another mom relationship into one of these movies? Yes, it's very important in a decom that the mother is divorced. Right, because otherwise it's the you know the D in decom doesn't really work. The D in decom stands for dad. Yeah, yeah. So with a question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dad, come on, man. Uh, damn, what happens in this movie? <laughs> well, I feel like we haven't had one like this in a while. Yeah, I agree with you. I it, it really sucks when we watch one of these movies and they give us, like, nothing for the episode. Oh, they gave us something very big, very important. And it's a specific character. Do you know who I'm talking about? I, <laughs> I don't think I do know who you're talking about. Okay, so... Let me let me go into this for a minute because I I am very excited about this. Take the stage, baby. So in the beginning of the movie, we're being introduced to everyone who works at the movie theater. Pete, the main character, is going through everyone who works with him at the movie theater, and giving them two word nicknames. Oh, I know. Yep. Like question mark because Mark's always asking questions or, uh, Chelsea, honey, because she's super nice. And then he gets to Lacey. Um, I don't exactly know the the character detail of Lacey. I guess she's like airheaded or something. But he gives her the nickname of Racy Lacey. And this is also the only Asian yep. character in the movie. Yep. Yeah. So is 
<laughs> so they really, they really sort of put that one right on their chest, and we're like, "This is great. This is a really good naming." They choice. just the one-two punch. <laughs> yeah, because there's because racy lacy. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. In in sort of however many people work on movies, in all of the sort of days and months leading up to this movie being filmed, let alone released. Not a single person went, huh. Let alone just, like, saying, oh, yeah, by the way, the character you're playing is called Racy Lacey. <laughs> Do you have a problem with that? Yeah, yeah, very obviously a, a person who who is Asian. Do you have a problem with that? No, right? Because this is, like, the only acting gig you've ever gotten, and so, like, you're sort of indebted to us to sort of keep your mouth shut about this? This character's the only reason Mickey Rooney even signed on to the movie. <laughs> that's why that's why they didn't change it because yeah he he made them change mickey it. mickey rooney was like no you you can't it's art form we're make we're making an ode to cinema <laughs> it's got to be like the old days <laughs> it's got to be like farmer brown goes to town classic film farmer brown goes to town that's another thing about this movie it was full of Fake movies yeah. that sounded more interesting than one, the one we were watching. I almost want to do an episode, and maybe we could sort of shift this one, on Farmer Brown Goes to Town. They show us two scenes of Farmer Brown Goes to and Town. And yet, those two scenes gave us more to talk about, by concept, than this entire movie ever did. <laughs> Farmer Brown Goes to Town is a 1999 movie released... In only DVD. We already did this joke. Oh. We already did that joke. No, I, no, I know, but um, but like I, I, I was, shit, you're right. Maybe, maybe if we don't Damn. say anything, nobody will question Damn, it. Damn, dude, we only got one joke. <laughs> Would it be the worst thing to happen? I guess. Shit. Well, I mean, we do have one joke. Ding. <laughs> The kids, the kids in this movie were uh, exceptional. <laughs> exceptional. I'm trying to think of the word. What's what's the name? What, what do you call people who really like movies? You should know this. Film buff. No, it's got to be more than that. Like, aficionado. like more pretentious and self-absorbed. Oh, oh, film student. Yeah. <laughs> Like cinephile or something. Right. Like audiophile for cinema. Yeah. 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 The kids sort of, it was really strange because they were like in the range of like the Pete's younger uh, siblings were in the range of like probably seven to 11. One of them was 13. One of them. That's right. One of them was 13 because it was a. Because she was, which, like, as we learned from Halloween Town, is basically an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Halloween Town, this, there's the part where Marnie's like, "I'm 13. I'm basically an adult." Um, yeah, that's what I was referencing. It, <laughs> you you said that as if that's not what you were referencing. No, I was saying that because you just repeated what I said. Oh no, I was I was clarifying for the audience. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, the the kids in this in this family just will not stop saying movie references, 
And for some reason, no. like rhyming phrases that just sort of kind of have something to do with what they're doing. Uh, my favorite one being, if you don't apply the headlock, how do you know how they feel about wedlock? Right. Insinuating that... Which they say to their single mother. Yeah, insinuating that in order to um, get a... a, a <laughs> to, to land a wedding with somebody, you have to beat them. You have to best them in a match of, of wrestling. You got to hold them down. Right, right. In wrestling. For, Physically. for three seconds. And then... And then they got to tap out. Wait. <gasps> maybe... Oh... Maybe this happens. Here's here's why this movie is interesting. It happens in an in an alternate universe. Okay. Okay. And they don't really say that at the beginning of the movie, but that's the genius of it. Is there's is you sort of pick up on it across. There's subtle clues. Right. For example, the part where the mom calls the um the the, the movie theater and somebody picks up and says, "Town morgue," and the mom just goes, <gasps> and hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, would only happen in an alternate universe, not like our own. Right. Another thing I noticed is some of the movies that they're showing at the cinema, they weren't actually real movies. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Like, there was there was one that was called um, Fade to Black or Cut to Black. Yeah. That we didn't... Fade to Black. We didn't get to see any of, but I know that to be a film term, and it sounds like real lazy writing to just call one of the movies like, um... A transition sequence. I don't know. What are what are other film terms that would make a good film title? Uh, montage. Uh, That's not a good one. Mentor. Um, mentor. Oh, here's 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 a good one. Here's a good one. A venture into the unknown world. <laughs> the hero's journey. The, the hero's journey. The mono myth. Act two: betrayal. <laughs> Gun shooting in Act Three that was planted in Act One. Climax. <laughs> Resolution. Resolution. Resolution is a modern movie starring starring. That's a New Year's Eve horror movie. I think Re- <laughs> Resolution. Resolution sounds like a Jack Black movie about the future. <laughs> a psychological thriller about what'll happen to us, Black Mirror style. Yeah, and it's like TV resolution. Where right. where screens, the pixels get so many, it's oh. basically real. We oh, can't yeah. tell what's fake anymore. And then it's a yeah, oh. And then it's like and then they look at the audience and they say, "You guys did that." And they say, "Did you think this was a movie?" And then Jack Black walks out on stage <laughs> at every single screening, at every showing. <laughs> and Limited release. Can't... If he can't make it, yeah, it's sort of a, it's it's actually the intro to Jack Black's tour. To Jablin- it's actually a play Jablinski we're pretending tour. is a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a play with a really long cutscene at the start. It's <laughs> they should start putting cutscenes in other forms of, of media. <laughs> yeah, like can you imagine you were listen you were like listening to music and all of a sudden like a <laughs> picture appears in front of you and it's like a section where like Cardi B tells you all about. Like, this adventure she's about to take you on? Or there's, in the middle of this podcast, <laughs> there's, like, a, a lore, se- live-action lore segment that you have to wait through before we get back to the real thing. <laughs> or, like, you're playing a video game. Oh, shit, wait. That's kind of what, like, the Nostalgia Critic did, now that I think about it. Ex- elaborate. What did he do? So, Nostalgia Critic sort of does... 
for anybody who doesn't know who the Nostalgia Critic is, he does, like, movie reviews online. But during the movie reviews, he'll have live-action sketches, which <gasps> involve, like, the characters from the movie <gasps> making him review it or threatening to kill him or something. <gasps> I didn't know this! Did you not know that? Have I no. never made you watch a Nostalgia Critic video? I have not watched a single Nostalgia Critic video. I just know Doug Walker and his sort of energy he brings to every table he sits at. I Dude, didn't we should know... watch one of his movies sometime. He has movies? Oh, I knew, I knew he has movies. He took oh, advantage of his production company. I didn't know he made movies. It's really bold. I think it's so bold of a movie To boldly critic. flee? Wait, what? That's one of his movies, To Boldly Flee. <laughs> oh, my God. The Star Trek parody. Oh, my God. They're parodies? Oh, come on, Evan. It's you think really... you can make something original? <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping so. I wanted to see, like, a crime thriller from, from Doug Walker. Oh, man. Uh, here's... It's. It, I think it's really bold for a movie reviewer to go. Yeah, I. I, I can say what's bad about these movies, and I'm gonna make a movie that's better than all of them. And then make one of the worst movies ever created. <laughs> make three of the worst movies ever created. Uh, and how many? Well, the cat. <laughs> I certainly know another one of the worst movies ever created. Is it Phantom of the Megaplex? It is Phantom of the Megaplex. There is a part in Phantom of the Megaplex where they just outright show Phantom of the Opera. And I don't know the legality yes. of that, but that's so bold. It's just a it's just a fucking was it the intro? No, there was there was a um, that it might have been. Wasn't that the intro. scenes from Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, I think that might have been what the intro was from. But there was a part where they showed the poster of Phantom of the Opera, I remember. Yeah, well, they were yeah. confronting Movie Mason about being the Phantom of the Megaplex. Who, he does not do anything to, like, his credit to be like, I'm not the Phantom of the Megaplex. He literally goes, children, 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 children. And he starts to, like, describe things that are magic. He's like... And, and, yes. and at the end of his spiel, he, he just goes, if there's a phantom, it's most definitely not me, and winks. No, he doesn't even do that. He just sort of trails off, and then the kid goes, so you're not the phantom? And he goes, no, of course not. Like, <laughs> just like, like he goes on this huge rant about the magic of movies that I talked over 100% oh, while yeah. we were watching this. And I, I missed, we missed nothing by talking over it. We missed absolutely nothing. Li- and the kid is like, so what did you say? And he's like, yeah, I'm not the Phantom. It was basically as if, like, the writer's room had a brainstorming session and they accidentally left them all in the script. <laughs> and then- It's almost as if I actually talked over the character in the movie and the little boy couldn't hear Movie Mason. <laughs> and was like- so he had to ask him again. <laughs> sort of like, sort of like the, the intro to, like, AMC movies where they're like, it's like the the Eminem dudes. Please silence your cell phones now. Yeah, it's like the Eminem dudes and like a f- cell phone rings in the in the in the video, and then the red Eminem goes, "Wait, did you not turn off your phone? I'm not gonna save my friends anymore because of this." <laughs> oh, red, I think you should silence your cell phone. I'm not gonna silence my cell phone. I'm the main character of the film. I could do what I want. You can shut up Uh-oh, now. Oh, Red, it looks like it looks like Pennywise the clown from the movie It is here to uh, kill you for not silencing your. Cell yeah, phone. well, I'm gonna shoot Pennywise with my gun, my M&M's gun, and he's gonna die because of it. 
Bang, bang. Goodbye, Pennywise. Yeah, and that's basically what uh, Kick-Assia and all of the Channel Awesome movies are like. Oh, no. <laughs> that What we just did is almost exactly what those oh, movies no. are. Oh, no. All of the all of the, all of the, the, the perfect, the perfect movies. I think one of them has a rape scene. Really? That's awesome, Doug. Great job, dude. Yeah, it's Channel Awesome. Channel Awesome. Why? Oh, my fucking God. That is the worst. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess our next podcast is gonna be um, Doug Run, <laughs> Doug Runners, Doug Runners. I like that a lot, actually. And we, we, we walk alongside Doug through some of his worst blunders, aka his movies. <laughs> we remember it, so you don't have to. We, we do a commentary track over top of it, so you don't have to. He reviewed this movie. He reviewed this movie? Yeah, he did. He does like a thing called Disney December where he reviews a Disney movie every day in December or Whoa. something. That's a lie. Yeah, so he inevitably got to this one right. because there's not enough. You can only do Moana once. Yeah. Exactly. Did he have trouble with the movie? Did he have problem with the movie? Hold on. The film centers around the Megaplex and the colorful characters that work there. As it turns out, there's going to be a big movie premiere that everybody big has movie to get big, huge the movie premiere. Cast of characters with I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. All have to somehow... But it's so naive and innocent, you kind of got to love it. That's probably the best <coughs> way to describe this film, too. Naive and innocent. Hmm. It's one yeah, the... you're right, Doug. Thanks, Doug, for guest starring on our podcast. Um... <laughs> yeah, let's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't... So... So he 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 seems to make a point there, where this movie's endearing. That the movie's naive and innocent. No. Yeah. In in a way where 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 it's endearing, where he thinks the movie's like, oh, it's kind of cute for how much care the filmmakers failed to give this movie. Yeah, it's like a it's like a play done by children. It's like, oh, it's endearing. Now, he, I don't think, has joined us on this whistle-stop tour of every single Disney Channel original movie. So he doesn't realize that there's movies along the way that do that better. Like, um, uh, I think Miracle in Lane 2 is perfectly that. Miracle in Lane 2 is great. Brink, Brink Xenon. Xenon. Um, Color of Friendship. Yeah, Color of Friendship. Um, Color of Friendship is important. And it's also... It's an important it's movie. It's also very chicken of, of Disney to do that one. Um, like long after it's a thing. That's like if now they made a movie that's like, guys, 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 guys. World War Two actually was bad. Okay. I would love a decom about World War Two. Can you imagine what would what would a decom about World War Two entail? Ooh. Right. Would they would they would they sort of <laughs> would they. I think you could do a Pearl Harbor. Decom. Right. Do you think they would like sugarcoat things and be like, oh, this is a classroom and not a, you know. I I don't know if they would sugarcoat it so much as just like not even really get to it. <laughs> yeah, they'd sort of, it's sort of off screen. They'd use World War II as a backdrop. Yeah. For a movie about like fishing. And the front drop is, is a kid and his mom not getting along because dad's out on World War II leave. Yeah, because dad's a Nazi. No. <laughs> no, there's already a lot of movies like that, I think. I've watched enough film school movies to know that one. 
Do you get to make your own movies at film school? I feel like you're always talking about helping other people. I have the opportunity to, uh, but every time I go, oh, I want to do one. This is a cool idea. I then go, oh, look at all this work I have to do and go, um, no, maybe I leave it to other people to do that. Dude, you should make a movie. I did. You should make your own decom. I, oh, that would be a good idea. I have an idea. Because that would be that much work. I have an idea for a decom. Yeah, do you want to say it, or do you not want to get it stolen? I kind of don't want to get it stolen, but I can say uh, it's a movie where Dracula's the good guy. <laughs> this one, this one, Dracula's revolutionary. The good guy. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of nobody at this, you know, at this point in time, nobody's done that yet, right? Like Hotel Transylvania no. hasn't come out yet. Uh, what else? What else? What oh, else? this takes place in the past. No, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it takes place in 2000. Your speech. Yeah. About the movie you want to make. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. It's sort of in an alternate universe. Yeah, it's like in an alternate universe at the end of this movie. It's the after credit sequence. You actually, if you watch the movie, you'll see me um, doing my speech on on this movie. Uh, and, and Are my there DCOMs with after credit sequences that aren't Sweet Life on Deck? <laughs> Sweet Life on Deck sort of is always the after credit sequence. For... It's foreshadowing the Zack and Cody movie. Right, decom. right, right. They're, they're all... Dude, can you imagine if at the end of every single one of these movies was just like two minutes of a long-standing movie? Oh, my God. Like, you get... like as the bell rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you sort of get two minutes of, of a movie at a time over the course of however many months it takes you to get through years really didn't they used to do that at movie theaters give you like a part of a movie out when you watch one like they'd have like like before tv shows they would have like short movies at the front of movies yeah it'd be like continuous storylines yeah actually i know for a while going to the movies actually was like a like a full day thing like they'd have like a couple short films they'd have a couple features they have a couple that would suck things yeah god can you imagine can you imagine having to be in a theater for like longer than uh, two hours to three hours nowadays. Jeez, and people would probably be like talking way more. Oh God, yeah, because they've been they've been you know stuck in a cage. Uh, They're like, I already so- saw this part of Flash Gordon, so I'm gonna talk to Betsy about the about the new dance hall. <laughs> Me and Betsy are gonna go rollerblading because there's no internet yet. <laughs> I, we can't vote, so we have to go to the soda shop. <laughs> that's where we vote. Me and Betsy got to go vote at the soda shop. That's where they voted back in those days. Right, and then and then they make robot husbands who go uh, vote for them. This is another alternate universe thing. Uh, this is the movie we're talking about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's really only been 25 to 27 minutes. No, it has not. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I played a nostalgia critic video. Like in the middle of this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't believe it. I it's like Should I read some comments? On the nostalgia critic video? Yeah. yeah. I'll find I'll I'll, I'll start. Here's what I'll do. Here's what'll happen for the next okay. audience members at home. This is what's going to happen for the next um 5 minutes. Uh, Duncan is going to be is going to read comments on the um, nostalgia critic video, and I'm going to take a fucking shovel and try and just dig some shit up about this movie. Literally anything uh, from right, my notes right, of anything that happened. All right. 
Okay. And time. Life is like a good movie. Every moment should be savored. Mickey Rooney. One of the best quotes of all time. A very underrated film this is. Oh, I should have done that in a Yoda voice. Yeah, was, you really should. It really lended itself really well to that. This honestly sounds like a film Scooby-Doo would have done. <laughs> like, Scooby-Doo the dog would have written, or like, they would have done in Scooby-Doo. Either way, it makes sense. Yeah. Is that it? Is there only two comments on that video? Uh, no, I'm trying to find good ones. I'm sorry. Wow, this movie was a real flash in the pan. I literally couldn't remember anything from this movie, even if I tried. <laughs> Amen, retweet. I'm glad you like Mickey Rooney's performance. This is what made me a fan of him, so I greatly appreciate this movie for doing that. Its message also resonates with me, as I've been big into movies since I was a kid. So to see someone say that what I think movies are about was great. Though, I do think... It does work for an older audience as the antics that lead to classic slapstick oh, moments. God. And due to what it centers around, I always rewatch every October. It does, it does not bode well for older audiences. Whoa, this is old. Please review Snow Dogs. <laughs> I agree with that one. <laughs> Whoa, please, please review Airbud. People loved Mickey Rooney in this movie. This isn't a comment, this is me. People loved Mickey Rooney in this movie, and that's so weird because he was so bad. He was really bad in the movie. It just, it felt like he was given a different script than everybody else. He was definitely overacting. Yeah, there's also a part where he sings. Um, so, so there's a movie premiere happening, obviously, uh, and Mickey Rooney's character uh, starts, starts to entertain everybody as they're trying to get everything ready because everything went wrong. Um, oh God! By singing them uh, a, a song about about Hollywood and like the success and fame you can get in Hollywood, um, and he sort of just like, I guess he turned into a frog for a second, because he just sort of croaks his way through it. <laughs> like they didn't really, they didn't like when they auditioned him for the part. They didn't really consider the part where he did have to sing. And they kind of got to the set that day, I think, and they went, Ah, oh, yeah, I guess so, huh? Why did he have to sing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> did you dig anything up about this movie? Uh, I did. I did dig up on the 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 part where he, after he's singing, um, the boss is like, "Hey, stop, stop that!" And then there's a famous person who goes, <laughs> who goes, "No, let him sing." And he goes, "Oh, you're just, you're an idiot. You're you don't know." And he looks at her, and she's famous, and he's like, "Oh, oh no. you're right." Oh no! Yeah, I got famous people up. are important. Famous people are important. He forgot. He forgot his place in the world. He really did. He really did. Um. So I'm 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 saddened to report uh, that I found nothing about this movie. Um. That is in terms of what I think you thought I meant when I said I was gonna dig for stuff. When I said that, I was, I was saying I was I was saying that I'm gonna dig through my notes and and try and remember anything any funny moments. From the I thought movie. you were gonna Google stuff about the movie. You read nostalgia critic comments and all. <laughs> I'll, I'll get like real information about the film. Uh, I, I have, I do, I, uh, I do have, the trivia. Oh, the, trivia. Hmm. For this movie, um, pulled up here on my phone. There's one, so uh, let's get ready for it, right? Mm-hmm. The clips that are as shown as glimpses of Genevieve are actually from Sweet Alice, a horror film 
previously released by Allied Artists in seventeen or nineteen seventy six. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Interesting. There is quotes, and one of the quotes here. One of the quotes here is a. Uh, uh, is Ricey Lacey's character introduction and the other one is movie Mason's long spiel about magic. Oh, so <laughs> we, we sort of hit both of them. We really did. Didn't we? I also want to point out that, um, this movie got released on November 10th. Um, that is incredible after Halloween. And this movie really relied on like this sort of spooky Halloween aesthetic. I was really hoping that this, would come out on November 10th. This episode, yeah, I thought, I was thinking about it, I was like, I was like oh, that might actually line up real well. Well, guys, welcome we to- We could delay we it. We could delay it. Welcome to the 19th anniversary party of- We're delayed. Of Phantom of the Maker. Yeah, fuck you guys. We respect uh, the Phantom of the Opera much more than a consistent schedule over here. Or Phantom of the yeah, Megaplex, sorry. Yeah, I mean, we could release when everybody's expecting it to, and here's the thing, I'm gonna have it ready then, but you know what? Fuck you, man. Really? You think that, like, we're going to care about your listening schedule over the respect of the art? I mean, did did movie Mason not teach you anything? Yeah, this is art. This is art, not funny, okay? This is art, not funny. <laughs> um, do you remember the Excalibur contest in this movie? Yes. I... I want to talk about how baffling this is. Um, so they're having this huge like movie premiere party and there's like all these movies that are happening and stuff like that. Not one of them centers around the sort of Arthur Excalibur story. No, it's just there. It's just there. And, and it's just there. <laughs> That's the thing about it is that there's like a line of people who are lined up to try and take the sword out. And, I guess you win a ticket to the premiere that's happening that night, which also isn't about that. Like it would make more sense. Yeah. It would make more. No, no, you don't win it for that night. You don't win it for that night. That's an explicit plot point is that you have to come back tomorrow. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. That's not the premiere. No, it's not to, it's to win a move. I think it's like, just like a lifetime pass or like a, a free movie ticket. No, he was saying that's what he can compensate him with because he can't find Sean, the, the, the manager, right? But I'm, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure that the bully just ripped it out, uh, to like try to get into the premiere to cuck Pete. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about the cuck storyline. You forgot about the the lady that Pete likes, so he gives her his work clip-on bow tie. Yeah, you know how you do that when you're at a movie theater and you have a girl that you like? Because she says, like, I like the bow tie. I think it's nice. (laughs) And then he's like, well, okay, you can wear it then. (laughs) Which, like, I don't, yeah, that's not usually how that one goes. It's usually a thank you so much. It's 100% a 17-year-old boy kind of move, though. (laughs) To be like, to be like, Oh, well, if she likes it, I would have given it to her and put in jeopardy yeah. my employment at this company. I mean, it's not like he cares. Yeah, what? He does. He cares a lot, doesn't he? The manager also asks where his bow tie is. Which, yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it makes no sense for him to give her the bow tie because he's so interested in his no. job. Well, it's showing that he's as interested in her as he is the job. Oh, damn. 
It's like if a girl asks, like Evan, think about this. What if a girl asks you for your camera? You just give yeah, it to her, him. right? Yeah. No questions asked, baby. And if a if a if a woman asks me to have this podcast, take it. <laughs> take it. Take my podcast. You oh you like it? <laughs> oh, you can replace me on it. <laughs> uh, and then that would be kind of that would be kind of awkward because I wouldn't know the girl, right? Yeah. And then it would just sort of be like, a, <laughs> "Hey, so did you watch the movie?" You guys wouldn't watch the movie together. Well, I don't. I, I mean, if if here's 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 what I imagine happens in my brain, right? Okay. Is that we watch the, the movie, and then in between that time, you're talking to some girl, and the girl's like, "Oh, are you the host of Decom, the popular, the hit podcast, Decomcast?" You know, I get accosted in the street. And you're like, "Yes, yeah, for your podcast, people recognize you, because you're you're going through yeah. the street, going, I'm." Duncan from the podcast. I'm Duncan I'm saying, from the podcast. And then everybody's I'm, like... I'm saying the words Jeffrey Epstein, and everyone's like... Oh, that's... Hang on a second. That sounds familiar. That sounds like Duncan. <laughs> I've, I've heard that before on a, on a podcast. Wait, wait a second. I, I, <laughs> we really can't go one episode without it. I mean, really. Hang on, wait. Can you say smart pussy real quick? <laughs> or house pussy? And damn it, I can't suggest people watch this episode anymore. Damn it. It was going I, so well. I wouldn't well. have done it anyway. It was going no, so well. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I played a nostalgic critic video. <laughs> it's unique. No, you know what other podcast is going to play you nostalgic critic, right? Like what is Joe Rogan well, going to play nostalgic critic on his podcast? No. Our new podcast, Doug Runners. Doug Runners. The oh, dude! If you call it the Doug Runners, it kind of sounds like the Front Runners, which is the people who like really put on the show with a with a with a film. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. The Doug Runners. Dude, there's so many layers. Oh, you know, here's a hey, I'm gonna throw this one in the air. Teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> that one captures the dated energy as well as the funny pun. Those guys with the glasses. <laughs> Those guys with the glasses. <laughs> here's what we call it. Two tickets to nostalgia, please. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about our bets for Joker. Oh yeah, because we saw we, we watched, watched we watched Joker. What did we bet? I don't remember what we bet on Joker. Yeah, none of it happened. No, certainly not. Um, yeah, you sorry. know what did happen is I finished watching the movie and went, oh, it's it feels bad to laugh. It did feel bad to laugh, but we kept laughing yep. through the pain, much yep. like the titular character Joker did. <laughs> the titular Joker uh, from the movie. Uh, of his own name, Joker, 2019. So, Evan, uh -huh. what did you think of Joker, 2019? <laughs> uh, seven. Seven? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to give it a nine. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was, a, it was a bold pacing choice that I don't know if it fully, it kind of, it really did pay off uh, in the end, but I think the watching experience of it um, made it a little bit tough. So I think, I think, I think overall, yeah, I, I, I can, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. And watching it in a theater of people who laugh at points that I didn't think were funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I don't know if it elevated the movie or just made me more uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of moments in the movie where like sort of uncomfortable things happen and people in the audience laughed. And that was like a moment where I did not, did not laugh. And I go, so am I like morally better than these folks or am I morally worse? 
Definitely morally worse. <laughs> because, I go, because I'm not affected by it, I guess. Exactly. I was very affected by this movie. Holy shit. There's like, there's so many points in this movie where I was like, oh my God. He's going to do I can't it. tell which movie you're talking about anymore. <laughs> there's a part in the movie where, where they literally say, oh, well, we can't figure this out. We have to apply movie logic to it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I think Sean did uh, grow up to be Joker, though. The manager. The manager yeah. grew up to be Joker? Yeah, because... Because you remember the director, the director of the movie that was premiering was really interested in Sean's tantrum and wants to make it his next movie. You're right. So I think it sort of oh it sort God. of turned into Joker in the sort of writer's room. I mean, this is an alternate universe after all. It's true. That was Todd Phillips in an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know who, uh, you know who, um, you know who, uh, uh Oh God! What's her name? The girl who likes Joker. Did she have a name? No, not in the not in the Joker. Joker, like the general Joker. Oh, Harley oh, Quinn. Oh, uh, Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn. Yeah. Uh, movie Mason sort of got turned into Harley Quinn accidentally in the writers' room. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, this character kind of, you know, I guess we could turn this character yeah. into something else." God, imagine Harley Quinn doing the the movie Mason song. Imagine Joker doing the movie Mason song. He's doing the Joker dance in yeah. front of the whole crowd of people. Yeah, there's like the violin music and everything, and he's singing the Joker. The, the he's oh singing the movie God. Mason song. <laughs> that's you, the ma- that's movie magic. That's folks. movie magic right there. Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine that it's it's the exact same movie as Joker, but literally any character in that movie is replaced with Mickey Rooney. His mom, <laughs> Joker's mom, is played by Mickey Rooney. <laughs> can you can you imagine Mickey Rooney getting up to do stand up and like having oh that sequence God. where he just he just gets up in front of there and he says, "My my mom told me that I I'd have to work for a living, but jokes jokes on her." I'm a I'm a person who stands in the movie theater and lets people into their movies. Ha 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 Oh hey Mickey, when you introduce me, can you introduce me as Racy Lacey? <laughs> god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, the next decom. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a moment I do want to talk about before we head out. Okay, here. you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, and uh, and that and that movie is the part that that part is where um, Pete goes into a movie that is uh, that is malfunctioning, and he goes in there and he's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm the assistant manager. Um, it's, we're I'm really sorry that this is like happening." Uh, I'm the assistant manager, and somebody's like, "You want an award?" Yeah. As if that helps at all. You want like, a he, medal? You want a medal? And he's like, he's like genuinely like, "You, you guys can like get a refund, like a full refund. We're gonna start the movie over." And like this dude's just like, "You piece of shit, kid! Stop offering help." We yeah, hate these you. people. 
these people are in a movie that's not working and they're getting like compensated for it and they all hate it yeah and none i think the best part is there's like all these things happening in these movies like one of the movies is like a twister movie and so there's like a bunch of wind happening and rain happening the people just don't leave the people stay there they're like oh, i guess this is a 4d experience yeah they're like oh no i guess this is the movie <laughs> but they're like terrified too so you, they know it's not supposed to be happening yeah and the other uh... thing is everything that went wrong what was related to the title of the movie <laughs> but we don't know what happened in farmer brown goes to town i think that's not shown i think i have an idea of what happened i think i have an idea of what happened too all right bet on it bet on it what happened to, <laughs> to farmer brown goes to town bet on goers. it bet on it how did farmer brown go to town i think what happened is the people who were in the movie um they finished the movie and they're like oh nice movie uh awesome that nothing happened during it not that i was expecting that to happen because i'm a moviegoer of a, of a movie uh, i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna walk out to the lobby where oh no it's the town oh oh they moved the whole theater to the, the town mm -hmm. the whole theater got moved to town i was picturing farmer brown getting in there and just you know <laughs> letting her loose just really going to town <laughs> <laughs> Farmer Brown goes to town. <laughs> <laughs> On you, the 4D experience. The 4D. Farmer Brown goes to town 4D. <laughs> the two characters from Fast and the Furious go to town 4D. 4D and every D stands for down. <laughs> they, go, they go down, 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 down town. So, do you know what the next movie is? I have no clue about what the next movie is, but it's it is I'd love to give it a try. It is the ultimate Christmas present. Oh, I thought that last word was going to be movie and you were going to be like hyping this little guy up. Uh yeah. No, I am hyping this. This is the ultimate <laughs> Christmas present, Evan. Well, I imagine the movie will also be the ultimate Christmas present for us in the middle of November. Yeah, in the, like, early November. Yeah. So, is it just Oh, my just God, a... the Wikipedia picture for this is fucking incredible. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to join you in this space. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. So, is this, like, a... So, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all, please search up this movie. Santa's an asterisk. Santa is... He, <laughs> he was an afterthought, really. <laughs> This, yeah, this movie's not, this movie's insinuating that, oh, by the way, um, yeah, this is going to be have Santa in it also. This, this movie made Santa Claus a citation. <laughs> this poster, this poster looks like the first time somebody has opened up a, a digital photo creation service. So do you want to read the synopsis or do you want me to do it? Uh, I can do it. Go ahead. Two girls plan to close school by making it snow in Los Angeles jeopardizes Christmas. So that's a really basic synopsis. Yeah. And the poster doesn't give me anything else to go on. No. Um, is the present that there's no school? Was there school on Christmas? I guess the ultimate Christmas present is no Christmas. Well, the wa Wait. Wait. You're right. Because then 
all of the money stays in the pockets of the parents and people don't have to break their backs during Black Friday for minimum wage. Really, in terms of general happiness, I mean, the moment you buy a present and you give it to somebody, it loses value. I mean, it's true. The real happiness is related to value. The real like, I mean, you know, how many times have you bought like a present for your for your son? And and he's like, he opens it up. He's like that little piece of shit piece of shit. I don't want to talk about you know my son. I don't want to talk about him too loud because he probably he's probably in the other room. He's probably got his fucking wiretap. Listening to this right my now. My son Doug. Doug. Doug Walker. Doug Walker. My ungrateful son, Doug Walker. <laughs> and he opens up a, a a Christmas present. He opens it up and he goes, Really? Halloween town? And you just like And I'm like, it's for Disney Sember. It's for <laughs> it's to help you with Disney Sember. And he goes, I already filmed all that shit, Dad. Get in the truck. Let's go. Get on board, Dad. Get in the truck. Get in my truck. Get in my nostalgia critic truck, Let's Dad. Let's fucking go. Come on, Dad. I already released an episode on it. Are you not watching every single one of my content? Where are we going? We're we're go- we're going we're going to see the real meaning of Christmas, Dad. And the real meaning of Christmas is is this movie where we we we're gonna stop snow. <laughs> we're gonna make snow not happen. And you know who's gonna be there? I should have bought my son the ultimate Christmas present. Joker's gonna be there. And he's going to say, ho, ho, ho. Ah, just kidding. I'm Joker. Will Melvin, the brother of the Joker, be Melvin, there? Melvin, Melvin, brother of the Joker. Yes, Melvin, <laughs> brother of the Joker will be there. Who are you? Who are you, a narc? Go Google Melvin, brother of the Joker. Oh, you gotta. You, you gotta. I don't know what to bet on this movie. I don't like, know. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I There's. Can I'm getting nothing. I got an idea. I got an idea. Okay, go, go ahead. My bet is that this plot synopsis will be exactly accurate and that's all that's going to happen in this movie. You know what? I'm going to bet you will like this movie more than I will. <laughs> well, it's no I saw Mommy say, kissing Santa Claus, but but maybe... It's no Grandma maybe, Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Yeah, it's no Santa Baby, but yeah, maybe... It's uh, no Olive the Other Reindeer, all right? It's no, you know, it's no Santa Claus too, but I think I think we might we might find a little something in there for everybody. It's no Rap City Street Kids, but it'll do. It's no Die Hard 2, but I'm fine with it. Die Hard 2 isn't even a Christmas movie. It's just Die Hard 1. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> I thought it was I thought Damn, it was dude. 2 specifically. Uh yeah, so uh, this is my this is the final nail in the coffin of the the insurmountable like 24 hours of evidence I have that you are a fake movie fan and you will be kicked out of movie school. <laughs> no, no, I've been figured out. No. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I played the fifth. I played the fifth. Damn, he pleaded the fifth. You can't use any of this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Damn I it. got an idea. What if I copyright it all? They can't use that in court. It's copyrighted. That's true. They can't kick me from the, the film school. It's fair use. The film school is fair use. You can't kick me out. <laughs> I'll say this. For the average person, the number of movies they have not seen fully outweighs the number of movies that they have seen. So I am not in out of the, I'm not out of the norm. I'm in the norm for that one on that metric. <laughs> Do you get bullied for not watching any movies? 
No, here's what I do, Duncan. Here's the fucking big brain play that I do every single day of my goddamn life. Here's what I do. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Somebody says a reference and I go, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Evan, I know that. I've known you for fucking almost 10 years now, and I reference shit that no one understands, but you're the only person who pretends to get them. <laughs> On this episode, the two the two hosts laid all out. War. War. War never changes. It's always <laughs> between me and Duncan, and it's always about movies. It's always about movies, and I don't even watch that many movies. <laughs> No, but you watch like, a lot would... of weird internet things, and what happens is you say something, and I go, I should probably know that. Ha <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing is, I say things that aren't even references sometimes. <laughs> well, here, here's another thing that happens, is that I know I'm really good at figuring things out based on context clues. So what mm-hmm. happens is you start a bit, and I go, oh, God, I hope I can figure this out either via Google or via context clues before Duncan uh, throws the, the bit ball to me, and I have to make a joke. <laughs> uh. And up until now, it's, been, it's worked pretty all right. But now that we've sort of pulled the veil on the, on the sort of cabinet, y'all are going to be yeah. able to really pick it apart and be like, oh. I'm going to be throwing you jokes about Popey the Performer. And you're gonna be, you're gonna be trying to hit them, and you won't, you won't know what's going on, man. I'll catch the ball and be like, oh yeah, you know, it's so weird how she does those music videos, and you'd be like, no, you idiot, I caught you, you in a idiot, in a muse. Popey the the funny performer doesn't even exist, idiot. Popey the performer is a 3D animated anime about like a clown who goes crazy and kills people with a chainsaw. I could have guessed probably up until the clown part. <laughs> But nobody, nobody. He's a expects, performer. Nobody expects the uh, the second half of that. Especially. And nobody expects that the podcast is over. <laughs>